Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the dream business coach. Welcome to a very special live edition of Dream Business Radio. I have a very special guest this week, Jessica Rhodes. Hello, Jessica. Hey, Dad. How's it going? (laughs) Wait, it's Coach. (laughs) So uh, now you know half the reason it's very special. So um, just a quick backstory. I think a lot of you know it, but I actually interview a lot of Jessica's clients um, and they're always a little surprised about the backstory. So um, and plus the other reason I wanted to have Jessica on is we were talking over the holidays and man, this girl is on fire. And I said, your story is so inspiring. I said, would you by any chance come on my podcast? <laughs> so, anyway, so the quick backstory is seven years ago when Jessica was pregnant with Nathan, she started a small virtual assistant business so she could be a stay-at-home mom. Now, six months into that business, um, Stephanie and I were up in Rhode Island and um, Jessica and I and Nathan in the stroller, we went out for a walk and Jessica and I just started talking shop, right? Entrepreneur, entrepreneur stuff. And um, she was doing a lot of different things for me, um, from admin work to doing sales, follow-up. I was doing a lot of interviews on podcasts at the time. And so she was booking me on those shows. And I said, of all the things that you do, um, by the way, I call these my, um, I, I shouldn't, I should patent them, but I call my patented three questions. Of all the things you do, um, what do you enjoy doing the most? What do you think has the greatest growth potential? And what do you think has the highest profit potential? And by the way, um, it may not be the same answer, but if it is, boom, home run. She says, I love booking you on podcasts. And um, I said, well, I think that's obviously a growing industry. And, and she agreed. And I said, do you have your iPhone? She said, of course. So she got out her iPhone, went to GoDaddy. We started bouncing around names. I said, you know what you are? You're the you're the connector of interviews. You're the interview connector. And that's how Interview Connections was born on that walk, on that day. So within a year of um, niching down to this, Jessica literally created an industry of which I have no idea she might, but hundreds, I'll say hundreds, tens of hundreds of, of imitators and things, but she is the first, she created this entire industry and she's definitely with her partner, Margie has just killed it. Within the first year, she hit that all important six figure mark, yay. And then within two more years, she was at half a million dollars in sales. And today, as I said, with her business partner, Margie Feldhune, Interview Connections is by far the leading podcast booking agency and she has hit over a million dollars in sales Yay! we did 2.5 this in 2020 oh my goodness that is so awesome by the way it runs a little bit in the family here jessica's twin sister amanda is also a talented entrepreneur so hooray to amanda um anyway jessica you have achieved so many milestones as an entrepreneur I mean, my pride beams as a coach, but especially as a father. Um, And I wanted to share with the listeners of Dream Business Radio some of the strategies that you've used. I kind of know what they are because I'm your coach. And (laughs) but also I really wanted to share some of the 
I think pitfalls and also the mindset hurdles that every new entrepreneur has to overcome. So mm-hmm. anyway, did I cover the, I think I covered the backstory pretty yeah. good. Is there anything you want to add there? No, that, that really sums it up nicely. And I do have, you know, kind of some, some big game changer lessons that I want to share. But the first thing I want to talk about is the importance of partnering with somebody that balances you out. In the beginning, it's often going to be a coach. You know, dad, you had the vision and the idea for what interview connections could be. I've learned that my strength and my zone of genius is being an incredible implementer. I take action like nobody's business. Like you tell me to do something, yes. if I no, I do it, right? You like book me a podcast. Yes, you help me kind of see how I could take what I was doing as a VA and turn it into a company. And then I did it and then I ran with it. And so, and I do that today. Margie's more of a visionary, you know, so she really kind of holds the vision and I'm like such an implementer. So that's just the first thing is know and get what you're really good at because actually one of kind of the tips that I wanted to share with your audience here is being okay with releasing the reins to somebody else to do what you are not that amazing at, or maybe isn't like your top talent. And and in the beginning for me, it was like, I didn't know how to grow a business. So I'm like, dad, what do I do? (laughs) I remember in the beginning, I sent you so many Skype messages. This is what this person said. What do I say back? How do I do this? What do I do this? And and then over time, over the years, I I asked you you less questions because I started to, to learn, but you have to be okay not knowing everything. That's really, I like the way you said that. You, you took a phrase that I use, let somebody else drive the train or drive the boat for yeah. a while <laughs> to achieve the, the big growth. And one of the things I thought was interesting, just to pull the curtain back a little bit on our father-daughter relationship is growing up. You were pretty headstrong. You knew exactly what you were going to do. You really didn't want any information from mom and dad. <laughs> but also, dad, what do I do? I said, hmm, okay. So, <laughs> But I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, yeah. As a high achiever as you are, and you were an implementer, I don't want to gloss over the fact that there were a few, I don't call them stumbling blocks, but when I said, man, we got to write, you have to write a book, you should oh, be yeah. doing newsletters, I, you should be speaking, you got to start your own podcast and all this. And each one of those, I mean, today you have so much confidence, it's just brimming over. That wasn't always the case, right? As an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you have to start like you know the whole saying about perfection is you you're not going to be perfect to start you have to start to get perfect and we never arrive at that but you know i've done hundreds of videos i've done hundreds of podcasts maybe i don't know maybe thousands but i've done a lot over you know almost eight years but in the beginning i remember the first time i you can buy it on youtube my first video you know i'm like the quality is so bad because it's 2013. <laughs> we don't have like these fancy iPhones. And I'm standing at this blank wall in my home office. I'm like, welcome to Interview Connections TV. This is the. <laughs> and then you brought Nathan into the picture. <laughs> and Nathan made the whole thing come alive, whether you were walking yeah. him or holding him or whatever. And you re- and by the way, so there's a huge lesson there. Authenticity. Jessica just became her authentic self. She yes. was an animal mom starting a business. I think people really related to that. Totally. Like I I first started and I thought I had to look all professional and, you know, give this great content and this structure. And then I'm like, you know, people, they just want to see who you are. So I started doing videos like on the couch with my baby and like walking. And it was that practice that I started to kind of get the hang of it. You'll notice if for people watching that, like really know my dad well, watch my early videos. I sound exactly like Jim Palmer. I just like followed his cadence. (laughs) I I, I was like, 
you know, I just did it to Jim Palmer way, but then you have to follow somebody's way of doing things to then find your own way. Um, so I think that's so important. You just, you have to release the reins to someone else. You have to kind of let someone else drive it. And then you kind of figure out, cause like I had never been an entrepreneur before. I'd never done videos before. I didn't know what my authentic way of doing videos was. So I had to just start in one kind of framework and then figure out what felt natural to me. So, so we talked about it. So videos and other things, but was there any one big game changer or two game changers that got you to six? Cause that's everybody's initial dream, big yeah. milestone. And you got there, mm -hmm. you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. So setting a goal that's way higher than you think you can achieve. I, I like to say setting a goal that you're scared to say out loud. Yeah. That's the goal you need to set. Don't set goals that you feel comfortable that you know you can do because you know I, I, I talked to my sales team i run our sales team and i'm like what's your sales goal this month and they'll say x and i'm like how about this <laughs> you know i'll push them i'm like well if you set your goal at this you'll end here if you set your goal here you'll do this um so you have to set a goal that you're afraid to set a lot i remember so this is the seven year this month is a seven year anniversary to me joining the dream business mastermind my dad's masterminding coaching program i joined I paid. I made her pay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You have to put skin in the game. You, If you want to grow your business, you have to invest because that's how you're going to work to make sure you get a return. And so I remember coming to that first mastermind call and I was like so nervous because there were all these amazing entrepreneurs. I remember Adam Homie was there. I remember um, Lindsay Phillips, I think, was there. <laughs> and I was like, my goal is to do six figures. I felt <laughs> like it felt like such a high number. And actually saying that out loud was like the first step. And then you're like, okay, you want to do it. And you, you know, you gave me these marching orders. You're like, you got to go to that conference. You're going to bring a paper that says what you do. And you're going to meet people and you're going to ask a question, which is going to get you visibility without actually being a speaker. Like you told me what to do. And even though I was so nervous, I just did it. And it, it worked out really well. <laughs> You know, one of the things that's good about setting big goals, so here's another um, gold nugget for everybody that's listening, is once you set that goal, it's so much easier to see achieving the goal when you reverse engineering. So when you first started, you charged a certain amount of, you charged a certain fee for booking clients. Mm -hmm. And when you came up with came up with that big, we call it a BHAG goal, big, hairy, audacious yeah. goal, um, one of the things we talked about, and I do this with most of my clients, I said, okay, here's what you're doing now. What are some of the other things they're looking for? Or if they're not even asking, where are some of the areas they're struggling? And I think that's how you came up with the whole one sheet thing. Like mm -hmm. you could book people, but how do you present somebody if their website stinks, right? Or they just can't. So I think, I don't know if you created mm -hmm. it, but I remember that was one of the early things. Let's create a web uh, one sheet, which mm -hmm. has a value and it's done for them. They don't even have to think about it. Yeah. And then I think we said, what if we package instead of saying, you know, per booking, what if we create these amazing packages? Because the reality is in business, it works like in threes. So mm -hmm. let's say you have a hundred people. There's going to be a certain number of people who are only going to buy the entry level program mm -hmm. and it could only be, you know, 10 or 15%. And then there's going to be maybe 10% who always buy the upper end program. By the way, whether they can afford it or not, people will always want to have the big expensive program because that's the mm -hmm. way they operate. And then there's the big middle. But if you mm -hmm. only have one program, then you're only going to say, okay, I need this many clients, but you could have. I mean, if your program just for, for discussion is $100 and you create a, a $500 program, guess what? You sell one of those. You've, it's like selling five of the other programs. So I think those yeah. programs and those add-on value items were a big game changer for you. 
Yeah, definitely. Because, and especially in the beginning, not knowing exactly what the perfect sort of program was, you know, we had to to offer a few different things to figure out where the demand was and what people really needed. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you've always been good at, even before being an entrepreneur was sales. Now, you, mm -hmm. you know, in a previous career that you left to be a stay-at-home mom, you were doing door-to-door -door sales. I mean, it doesn't get much more of a proving ground yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was, you know, part of your tenacity at door-to-door -door sales? Was that helpful to you as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I so I did six years of door-to-door -door, um, fundraising. And I mean, there was no better training ground for sales than that because you deal with rejection, you deal with having to connect with somebody. I mean, sales is all about matching energy and relating to the person that you're talking to. So I learned that, like literally I knocked on people's doors at their homes at six o'clock at night and I did that for many, many years. And so that was huge. I learned so much from that career that I took into entrepreneurship. I mean, we use that in sales. We use that when we're pitching podcast hosts, like we need to relate to them. We need to really show what we have is going to be valuable and help them reach their goals and achieve what they want to do. Um, so yeah, door to door was, was huge. Anyone that's done door to door is going to definitely understand that. Um, so by the way, because we're doing this live and we're broadcasting into Facebook via, I think what is it called? Stream, StreamYard. Yeah. Um, if you post a question on Facebook on the page there, I think we'll be able to see it. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, Jessica and I will easily fill up the half hour. But if there's something yeah. you want to ask, please feel free to do so. Yeah. So Jessica, the other thing is, and this is so great because I've, I've got you as a guest. We're talking about getting your first six figures. If I'm, if my uh, memory is correct, which is dangerous, but two years after you hit six figures, you closed in on half a million dollars in revenue. It was like in three years, right, of, of mm -hmm. launching Interview Connections. Is that about right? Yeah, it was about like 2016, 2015. So like hit six figures and then I just kept doubling it um, every single year. So one of the questions I want to ask you is the money, and I'm, because I work with, I help people start businesses. I help mm -hmm. people get to their six figures and then multiple six figures. Then I've, 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 my biggest client did $34 million. And I know for a fact that everybody has some of the same, I'll call them mindset traps, but um, it's a different mindset uh, from, let's say, going from 50,000 to 100,000 or going from 100,000 yeah. to 250 or 300. It, do, do you concur? And what did yeah. you do to get out? And where, what were those struggles, by the way? Yeah, I mean, it's the saying new level, new devil, like every level and new business. level, new devil. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So working to get to from zero to six, six, six figures is one kind of phase and season that you go through and then getting from zero, you know, to multiple six and six to seven. There's the one the things that get you to one level aren't necessarily things that are going to get you to the next level. Um, so knowing that like it takes so much, um, you have to stay humble because as soon as you hit that big goal, you're like, oh, I did it. And then all these other challenges come and you're like, okay, I'm not so, you know, I don't know everything. You always have to be okay not knowing everything and seeking out the people that are gonna help you get to the next level. Um, that's just so important. There's never been a time as an entrepreneur where I've been like, I know everything, like every next goal that we want to get to, there's somebody, it's not, it's not the how it's the who it's like, who's going to help, who knows the answer, who has the roadmap. Um, yeah. I think that, that kind of sums up that. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, I've told, I tell my own um, mastermind members that 
Um, I started with two levels, right? So there was group coaching and then group coaching with personal call with Jim. And then what I started noticing after, you know, after a few years, I've been doing this almost 20 years now. What I started noticing is despite the, the great advice and wisdom and business building ideas, some things weren't getting done and people weren't getting results. Mm -hmm. And so what I figured out with, with the help of some mentors in, in my area was that if I could provide a done for you service, instead of just saying, hey, go do this, if I actually did that for them, my team and I, mm -hmm. then they would enjoy more success, right? And I think that's yeah. what you've also done with your business. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I first started, it was it was booking. Like that's what I did. I booked people on podcasts. And then as we grow and as I started using my own strategy, because in the beginning I didn't, I, I didn't really do a lot of my own podcasting. I was like the behind the scenes person. I helped get people on podcasts. I helped book people's guests, but I wasn't out there as an entrepreneur. And then as in kind of the six to multiple six figure range, that's where I started promoting myself as an expert. And I realized I needed to be out there more. And so as I did that, I was practicing what I preached. And I was like, actually learning not from what I was doing for my clients, but what I was doing for myself. So we've added in so much more to our service where we're helping people monetize their interviews. So we've kind of moved from talking about like booking people on podcasts to then yes, booking and then actually being strategic with getting on the right shows and having the right topics and questions and um, having the right call to action. And so it's all stuff that I you know, knew about, but we've added it into our program because that's what the clients that we're attracting, they really need that. Yeah. So one of the, one of the other things, I, it's a pitfall and I'd love to get your, uh, your thoughts on this. I, I tell people, myself included, you never feel ready. And I say feel in air quotes here. You never feel ready to do something big because A, you haven't done it yet, right? And B, mm -hmm. what if it doesn't work? So therefore yeah. the little mind kicks in, oh God, you're gonna look stupid, right? You could lose money. And all yeah. those little things fall into place. And every time you've made major success, I, you know, I'm not gonna share confidential things, but I know you went through some pretty stressful times on yeah. those big jumps. In fact, oh, yeah. you know, that when you when you decided to take on a partner with Margie, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I counseled you. Not all partnerships work, blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. you really saw Margie as, I don't know, the yin to your yang. But as you said, somebody who has the strengths that you don't have. Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, the two of you work together to actually drive the ship better than if you were just to do it yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I want to share some of the kind of the, the challenges along the way, because it's, it hasn't been all, you know, rose colored glasses and, and rainbows, right? When I was first starting, like I came out of a nonprofit organization job, I was 25 years old, newly married with a baby, and my husband works in nonprofits. So starting a business, while it was, you know, service based, it didn't have a lot of overhead. The early days, even having met great, great revenue goals, you know, I had a lot of personal credit card debt, which I share because I'm on the other side of that now. Um, right. But that was a huge thing early on. I mean, I remember the first, I can like remember so vividly the phone call that I had with you where we were looking at going to this marketing conference and I really wanted to go, but the ticket was like, you know, 400 bucks and then the airplane and the hotel and everything. And I just remember being like, dad, like I know that, I really should go to this, but I am so friggin' scared to put this on my credit card because mm -hmm. that's where that's the only way I can go is if I charge it and then like hope for the best. And that is what I did. There was a lot of charging things and hoping for the best. And I'm not on here as like a personal finance person because I know some people <laughs> will be like cringing right now. Um, but I did, those were the scary moments. And it was like, 
a couple of years of like my husband saying like, so what are you doing? Like, how? What? and I'm like, just trust me, just trust me. And it, and it has all paid off, but that is entrepreneurship. And like having you as a coach to be like, to, to, you know, encourage me and give me the guidance, because even though I did have to invest with credit cards, quite frankly, early mm -hmm. on, because I didn't have the cash, I was so confident that I, I I knew it, even though it was scary. I knew that those conferences were going to get me visibility. I knew that the, you know, investing in certain things like a new website or a new branding to help up level what I looked like. So my first website was like entrepreneur support services.com VA. You know, it didn't even say interview connections. I do invest. Right. In it. That so was one are, of your services. Yeah. So it was, those are those scary moments where you're like, I don't have the money, but when you have a coach that says like, trust me, I've done this and this will be okay. You feel better making those investments because you know, you, there's the roadmap there to help you pay it back. And the reason I'm okay pushing every one of my clients is because I've been there. You know, I had way over six figures in credit card debt because it was really the only way I could get my business going, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to throw Jamie, your husband, under the bus, but <laughs> there, it, I'm just reminded of another lesson. Perhaps mm -hmm. you as an entrepreneur, as you're listening or watching, if we're doing live, and by the way, if you're watching this on the video, just put hashtag replay. I'd love to know if you were here and uh, have a few good words for Jessica, but um Jessica and I were working on our website. We came up with this great headline. Now it was a great copywriting headline. And, and Jamie looked at it because Jamie's very highly schooled. He's, I mean, he's an attorney. He's very, got a lot of, got a lot of knowledge. He says, well, that headline's not grammatically correct. And he was right, by the way, <laughs> but it was a great headline. Yeah. So be careful if you're the entrepreneur and your spouse or supportive other or whatever partner is not that is not trained in marketing. Be careful who you ask for feedback. But anyway, yes. I just remember Jamie back in those days. It was like, that's not grammatically correct. Well, that I mean, that's such a great lesson. You have to go to certain people for certain things. And I've learned that that, you know, even today, like there's certain people that maybe they are entrepreneurs or, you know, trusted colleagues. But just know that whenever you share something, you're going to get feedback. And if you don't want feedback, just, you know, don't share it with that person. So you have to be really protective of your mindset and what you're bringing in. That's another big lesson of, of growth is you have to protect your mindset and, you know, kind of put up blinders too. If there's negative things on social media or whatever, I always unfollow anything or anyone that that makes me feel a negative way or that I feel negative about because you have to stay sharp. You have to stay positive and you have to stay forward thinking with your business. So Jessica, I want to, I want to ask you a question, but also to compare notes because with your customers that say yes to your services are also making a leap of faith, right? They're, yeah. they're investing in your services, knowing, hoping, wishing, praying, whatever that it's going to work out. It's the same mm -hmm. way when you invest in a mastermind and work with a coach and, um, so one of the things I always believe is that the to the degree that you believe in your heart, mind, soul, and every fiber of being that you are going to be successful and this investment will help you get there. Mm -hmm. I think those are the people that have the best chance, the greatest possibility of being in that top one, 10, 5%, whatever it is. Everybody else who waits until they have the money mm -hmm. and then goes forward those people and nothing against if that's not your your inner being constitution whatever mm -hmm. if that's you that's fine but just realize that if you're not going to invest meaning find a way to invest in something in money and in a program that you don't have the money for now that's the way you get to the next lesson i think that's such a and it really is a defining moment whether you know boys to men women to girls whatever you know average entrepreneur yeah. to highly successful there is that point where you and I used to call it my 3 a.m. holy crap moment in, in my book decide it's when at 3 a.m. 
you're, you're, it's pitch dark. You're laying with your eyes wide open. You should be sound asleep. And you're going, I haven't had a new customer in forever. My rent is due. I haven't, I haven't paid my staff nor myself in three months. Holy mm -hmm. crap, holy crap. And it's, it's those moments, those defining moments when you think this is really going to work for me, but I don't have the money. Uh, obviously, and I, I, I think you were a, a little stymied, but you were a trooper about it. I said, well, nobody's going to get in the mastermind for free. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> but in, in reality, that was probably a pittance compared to the investments you've made in your business today with your staff. And oh, you, I yeah. mean, you grew a real business. What do you have? Like how many employees do you like? We have employees? 25, I think. Right wow. I mean, <laughs> you built a real business. It's so yeah. incredible. So what, I, that, cause that's the mindset that I, cause I can't tell you how many people, I, Oh, Jim, I'd love to work with you, but I don't have the money yet. I got my standard lines. Okay, what do you me, say yeah. when someone comes to that? Okay. So, what I've learned is that the decisions you made six months ago are why you are where you are right now. Oh, very good. Look at your calendar six months ago and you will see why you where you are right now. The decisions you make today are going to be that's going to decide where you are in six months. And we look back because we'll have these, you know, big launches and we look back six months and we were like, struggling. We were hiring people. We were training them and we're like, oh, my God, it paid off. That, that's it. You have to make decisions for where you want to be in the future. If you make decisions about based on your past, you are going to stay in your past. You are going to replicate patterns and ways of being that you've already had. You have to break patterns if you want to change the trajectory of where you're going. That's really powerful. What do you think was, uh, and we probably got about five or seven minutes left here. What do you think? And I know we've shared several along the way, but I think in our, in my tease to this, I said, you're going to, you're going to share three big game changers. You probably shared yeah. them already, but as, yeah. are there any other uh, w words of wisdom you can share? Yeah. So the three big game changer that we've kind of talked about is setting a high goal that you're scared to say out loud. Right. You have to go for more than what you think you can do. Um, number two is releasing the reins to a coach. You have to always be working with a mentor, a coach, someone who can see your blind spots and someone who can give you the roadmap to get to where you want to go. And then investing in a mastermind, being in a community. And I say investing because I'm a really big believer in, now I've got some kind of like support groups of people that I don't pay, but I met them in a very high paid mastermind group. Like mm -hmm. you have to be in a mastermind because number one, it gets you visibility. Like it's the easiest, easiest visibility. Every mastermind I've been in, like I've worked with people in the group, I've hired the people in the group, they've hired me. So it's really just, like every mastermind I can think of, yours included. I mean, people end up working with each other. So you get your ROI pretty much based on the community. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also gets you known. When I first started, nobody knew who I was other than some of your friends who knew me. Like I did, um, I was on Clubhouse with Melanie yesterday. Um, okay. Melanie Benson, and she's like, Justin, I go way back. You know, so other than some people that are good friends with you and knew me when I first got started, nobody knew me. But by joining your mastermind group, then everyone in the mastermind knew me. And that really helped, you know, build my network. Another powerful thing about a mastermind, I think it's a very safe place where you can not only get your attaboys or girls when you do something big, because it's not always easy. And again, going into the home situation, if, if your spouse or whatever partner has a crappy day and you go, oh, man, we just landed. It's that's not always good. And, and again, if you're not an entrepreneur, you don't understand some of the struggle that goes there. I almost mm -hmm. said something else. I'll leave it at struggle. Right. <laughs> and then um, the other thing is it's a safe place to to bear your soul a little bit and find out you're not alone. Yeah. I, I just had a flashback to, I think it was Dream Business Academy, San Diego, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you you got up 
and we were just ready to break for lunch. I'm getting ready to dismiss yeah. everybody. And you said, dad, can I share something? Well, sure. Come on up. And, um, you shared how, mm. what a burden your credit card at the time you're, you, I mean, you were charging things. You were growing your business. Yeah. You were going to events. You were speaking, you were uh, building websites. I know you hired a pretty good copywriter, mutual friend of ours, mm -hmm. right? Instead of just doing it yourself, you were going, 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 and it weighed, weighed really heavy on your heart. Uh, do, you want, do you want to share how that, what happened at that event? It was really powerful. That was, that was powerful. I remember that event and just sharing that I had like, you know, over $40,000 in credit card debt. And I was just like, I just broke down in tears and I was like, I don't, I feel like such a fraud, like to, to be this person that's growing and like speaking and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, I have all of this debt and literally it was like a wave of support and love came from everyone in the room, many of whom are, you know, in your mastermind group. And I just saw so many people were like, I've been where you are, I'm where you are, or I've been on the other, you know, I'm on the other side. And it was just so people amazing. People came out of their chairs to come up and give you a hug. I yeah. was like, whoa. It was, it was like intense. And it, that's the support you get because as an entrepreneur, like I would never, like in the middle of a, a struggle like that, I would never just post on social media or tell people I didn't have trust. But when you're in a mastermind group, there is like, this unspoken agreement that what is said in this group stays in this group and we love each other and we trust each other and it's just so amazing and um and that was really the start i mean i think i paid the debt off in like you know less than two years after that and it was actually just saying it it like released this um it released this feeling that i was like a fraud i could actually be authentic and mm -hmm. be self-expressed and then like take action and um yeah it was just amazing that was pretty powerful i think you i think you started off because you had some clients in the room also and you said any of my clients if you quit after i tell you this <laughs> you'll be really mad it's like, no. <laughs> no that was really good um and the other thing and we'll, we'll start to wrap up here if there's any quite i don't see any questions but the other thing is um is accountability, I think, is a big part of a mastermind. Yeah. I mean, I was in a mastermind group and um, I shared some stuff with this group and I actually felt really nervous. There were some really high powered people in there in, in my mind, right? Little yeah. did I know I'm sort of on the same plane. <laughs> so yeah. it's some of that head trash, right? Oh, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and this guy says, well, Jim, when are you going to do this, this and this? Because I was finding a way to do all the kind of the fun marketing, but I mm -hmm. should be doing more of X, A, B and C. Mm -hmm. And he called me out on my crap, so to speak. Yeah. And I was I, I knew I got flushed in the face and I was embarrassed, but I was like, man, that was a turning point for me. So, I mean, any final thoughts on being in a mastermind? And then I want to have you talk about your business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, the accountability is is where it's at. And they can a mastermind group and a coach helps you see what you can't see. They help you prioritize because you you will be drawn to the fun things. You'll be you know, you'll go away from oh Jacob. Um, you'll go away from what you don't want to do. But you need a coach and a mastermind group that can call you out and support you. And I just want to really emphasize to have a safe place to brag. You have to celebrate your wins. You have oh, every to, win, even small ones. You have to acknowledge. I I joke with um with Margie, my partner. I'll I'll call it like we have Slack, and I'll be like, I need a Jess Wins channel because I'll just tell her I'm like, <laughs> I really uh, crushed it today in that meeting, and she'll be like, okay, you know. But you have to have a place where you can share what you're doing well because we're always trying to look good as humans, but you got to just celebrate yourself. 
Yeah, you got to be real. So Jessica, say, talk a little bit about your business, how people yeah. can co and connect with you. I, I don't mean just give your website. What are, what do you do at interviewconnections.com? Yeah. So Interview Connections, we are the leading booking agency for podcasts and guest experts. And our vision is to transform the lives of entrepreneurs by transforming their business with visibility and strategy, because it's really who you become in the journey of growing your business. That's what it's all about. It's not just about getting a sale. It's about really growing personally and professionally. And that's what we're really passionate about. We book you on podcasts, plain and simple. We book you on podcasts. We help you monetize them. We have lots of trainings that we do to help our clients grow in their business with the visibility that they're getting. Um, we do have a free masterclass coming up, if I could plug that. Yes. It's at the end of January in our Facebook group. So if you go to interviewconnections.com slash live masterclass, interviewconnections.com slash live masterclass, it's a free five-day workshop where we'll teach you how to get started and monetize your interviews. So interviewconnections.com, that's where it all starts. Yeah. And and believe me, there and I I told I remember telling Jessica this because when I when I started my podcast, eight years, I'm in my eighth year, Dream Business Radio. It used to be called mm -hmm. something else, but um, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm so late to the game. And now look, <laughs> it's probably yeah. gone from hundreds to millions. In, oh my you know, gosh. I know. You're crazy. Show, you've been, I'm like, I'll tell people my dad's been podcasting longer than I've had interview connections. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember telling you when, when you founded interview connections, you got Cause I said, you got to go, go, go pedal to the metal. Cause as soon as other people see what you're doing, you're going to have other copycat people out there. So, oh, yeah. but it's really impressive. You, I mean, you've not only have you stayed number one, mm -hmm. I, be I believe in revenue, not that I know anybody else, but I, I can tell, but I mean, the level of yeah. service, the number of employees <laughs> you have and the type of people you attract, is very, very impressive. So I'm just so proud of you, Jessica. Thanks dad. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's it. And, um, well, wait, this, hold on oh, just wait oh. a second. Um, for everyone watching and listening, you need to be, coaching with mr jim palmer captain jim palmer where can everyone find you dad oh well i i will i'm about to get to that i'm this isn't my first rodeo yeah yeah, <laughs> i know i'm just making sure i know but thank <laughs> you you know um so listen, um, I want to thank my special guest, Jessica Rhodes. She is the founder of interviewconnections.com, now the co-CEO with, with, uh, with Margie. It's an amazing company, um, and, and they can really help you get in front of a lot of people and prospective customers. Some of, my, some of my clients in the Dream Business Mastermind are clients of Jessica's. Uh, one of them I won't name by name, but he got a booking from Jessica, brought it to me and said, how do I offer that? And turned it into like a $30,000 client. So, so you and I are still a team. Oh, <laughs> even yeah. Paul Ross, he shared about it on Facebook Live. Yeah, so Paul can... Ross. So hooray yeah. for Paul Ross. Anyway, um, my name is Captain Jim Palmer. I'm the Dream Business Coach. If you're only connected with me here on this podcast, which isn't a bad thing, um, you should also get connected with me at getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in this Dream Business Mastermind, which has created many, many, many rock stars like Jessica, go to dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. And that is it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Thank you, Jessica. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.